0: Hello and welcome to Cedar Cross Country Church. I hope this message reaches you well and affects you in a positive and wonderful manner. Thank you for finding us, and if you can, please come worship with us, Sundays at 10 a.m. The series that we're going to be talking about this month is called Love Is. Okay, Love Is. And, and I'm going to lay a foundation today I certainly want not get through. I want us to take some time and dig into this. Because when it's over, I believe you're not going to be intimidated anymore by this subject. But I think you're going to be motivated and equipped to receive love and express love. Love is feels so much better expressed. If you just had to bottle it up, you could never release it. That's no fun. So we're going to learn both sides of it, okay? So I'm going to do some very basic Uh, instructions today and I'm going to take it down to the very basics of what is love and who is love. And the first, I've got a lot of scriptures that we're going to read today. So in 1 John chapter 4 verse 16, there is that famous short sentence that says, God is love. How many have heard that, that God is love? God is love. Now keep that in mind and let's go to Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to start in the beginning. If God is love, then let's go to the beginning. This really turned my paint bucket over yesterday when God began to show me this. And this is where I really feel like a new freedom came into my life regarding expressing love. Expressing love. And here it is. Let's start from Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. And here's what it says. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So whether you are male or female, you are created in the likeness and in the image of God. That means externally and internally. You are like him. A friend of mine said it this way, and I really like this. He says, you are an extension of the original copy. Each one of you. There there are no exceptions. From the most lovely person we've ever known to the most wicked, vile person on death row. See, if you don't believe that, then you're not going to have faith for everybody in every situation. But if you understand that male and female, just leave it at that. If you're a male or a female, you are created in the very image of God. You are just like him. And you've got to receive this and you have to internalize this. I'm going to tell you, it's a revelation. It's not just reading it off the page and getting it. It's a revelation where God flips the light on. I'm praying that he does that for you here in just the next few minutes. Because, man, when this gets a hold of you, it's going to change your whole way of loving. Loving means to receive as well as to give. And all of us need more. Of each. All of us can use more of each. The way I know that is because all of us can use more of God. And he can use more of us. You get it? So I read to you here in John chapter 4 that God is love. I wanted to establish that fact with you. You, Everybody's okay with that. God is love, but I don't know if I am. God is love, but I don't know if she is. God is love, but I don't know about my mother-in-law. Everybody's okay with God being loved, but now let's bring it home a little bit closer, and that is the fact that, hey, you're just like him. You have his DNA. You, oh, I know you have your own unique thumbprint, but what makes you tick and the hardwiring? of the way you think, and the way God designed you to function as a human being, all of that is just like God. All of that is just like Him. You hit this world in your naked little butt when you got here, hardwired to love like God. You also came here with your naked little butt Hardwired to be loved. I, nobody has to do something to you or take you to a certain school or teach you a certain series of. Uh, no, 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 it's in you. It's in your DNA. God is love, and He's in you. You are like Him, and He is like you. When you get a full load of that, and it hit me yesterday on my little zero radius mower, I was mowing the grass yesterday on January thirty first. Is that not crazy? And it needed to be mowed too. <laughs> and uh, and it hit me because because his DNA is in me because I'm created in his image and in his likeness. Oh, my gosh, it hit me like a freight train. I can love like him. And not only can I love like him, I can receive love like he receives your love. Do you know you're not ever going to be in love if it's not reciprocal? Can I get a good amen on that? It's okay to say amen this month. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just because we're talking about love, don't mean you can't say amen. You can say amen. It has to be reciprocal. And... I, we're gonna we're going to see today that the reason God sent Jesus was so that the reciprocity or our ability to express it back to him had a channel and a way to get it to him. Because when you and I were born, we were born in sin, which meant our relationship, our love life was in bad shape when we were born. There's a difference in being hardwired for love and having your love life. Well, it's like the golfing song. You ever heard the golfer song about love? Says there ain't no fair way when your love's in the rough. If you're not a golfer, you won't appreciate that. <laughs> I know. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you on the way home, Mom. <laughs> See, I need my board so I can draw pictures up here. It helps me. So you're hardwired for love. God made you to love. He gave you every tool, all the communication pieces, all of the feelings and the emotions and the decisions. Part of it is cerebral. Part of it is you You decide I'm going to be just like God. I'm going to be a lover. I'm going to love like him. In fact, Jesus told us to do that. You remember, that is the cornerstone verse that our church is built on. It comes from John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. And Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. And then he qualified it, comma, as I have loved you. So it didn't just say, hey, it's good when you see your friends go, hey, man, love you, love you, good to see you, love you. You know, we do that all the time, and that's good. That feels good. But it is kind of surface a little bit, and sometimes we really mean it. Sometimes we're just trying to get away from somebody, but <laughs> uh, God is love. He gave us the ability to love, and he told us to love each other as He has loved us. And we're going to dig into that this month. We're going to unpack that a little bit. So it gives us some tools to work with in our toolbox that maybe we haven't used in a while or that we need to put in there and start using. But just suffice it to say, God loved us when we were unlovable. Unlovable in in the aspect that Sin separates man from God. We know that. And our forefathers, our foreparents, Adam and Eve, sinned. And as a result, they were kicked out of fellowship with God. And everyone that's been born since then was born as a sinner. But God, desiring to be love, and He is love, expressed that love to us through sending His Son, Jesus, to die in our stead... To put us back into our before place where Adam and Eve were in the garden where there was no sin and God come and hung out with them every day. It's it's there in your Bible. You can read that. That's how much I mean God's a true friend. He you can have a personal relationship with God. That's not just a religious cliche, that's a reality. I'm gonna digress here for a moment. because I haven't had a chance to teach this yet, but I'm going to, I have mentioned this. Let's just pretend this is my chair where I sit and drink my coffee every morning. Okay, do you have a place where you go? It could be your car, and this is your passenger seat, or it could be a place in your home. And I sit there, and here's what I do. I invite God to come and sit in this seat right here. I do. And he comes. He comes. He comes. Oh, he comes. God will come to anywhere that you invite him where you have prepared a place for him. And I always ask him three questions. Hey, God, do you know where I am? Do you know where I am? Here's what I'm dealing with. Here's where I am in my life. Do you know where I am? And the second question I ask him is, is where I am and what I'm going through too hard for you? Is is my situation impossible? Or can you handle it? So you know the answers to these questions. I don't have to give them to you. He knows where I am. And it's not too hard for him. But there's something about hearing him say, I got you. You said, you mean he says it out loud? No, he, he says it in my spirit. You know, the Bible said, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. That's what that means, that you have a, a hearer, you have a knower. That's what I call it. it you're, you have a knower where you know things. And it's spiritual. And you just this it just comes to you. Yeah, I know exactly where you are. I know exactly what you're going through. And yes, it's not too hard for me at all. I've, I've got this. And then I'm feeling so much better after that conversation. And the third thing I ask him is, do you have plans for my life? What plans do you have for my life? Can you give me a little peek at where we're going? Now let me ask you a question. If you did this, if you did this, if you put a chair there and there was a 1% chance that God would come if you invited Him, would you do it? I'm doing this almost every day now and I'm telling you it's changing my life I don't want you to miss out on that I can do a whole message on this but I just had to digress there why because God is love and love comes and sits in the seat and it's expressed to me because when you love oh, we remember the vows that we take here and we say for better or worse in health and in sickness. Remember, remembered? That's love. That's love. We're gonna read it here in First Corinthians thirteen in just a minute. But I just wanted to share that with you. And whether you are quote unquote saved or not, it doesn't matter. That same conversation works for anybody. I said it works for anybody. You don't have to know how to pray. It's just a conversation. Just I, I dare you. I, I dare you. Take the dare. Ask the question. It will change your life. So God is love, and he tells us to love others as he loves us. Now, here it is back in verse 27. We're created in his image. You've got to get a hold of that because society tries to label you and society tries to cast their identification on you. Society tries to brand you your experiences try to jade your mind. people tell your parents sometimes they're good, sometimes they're horrible sometimes they say loving things to us sometimes they say things that break us in two. And all God can fix all of that because he is love. And you're made in His image. In other words, God's electrical cord that's got three prongs. You have the receptacle that f- perfectly fits where He plugs into. You're already hardwired. The outlet or the inlet is already there. Nothing. Ha- you don't have to do anything. Isn't that beautiful? And now God can plug right into your life and start letting his love flow into you and fixing what has been distorted. Everybody say distorted. Destroyed. Or say destroyed. destroyed. When his love comes in, it fixes all of that. I needed a lot of fixing. That's why I'm staying plugged in. <laughs> and and I, I'm not well, but I'm getting better. Are you with me? See, if you're not a Christian and and you're kind of hanging out thinking about and considering if you can do this, let me just tell you, there are no perfect people here. If you're looking for the perfect church, this is not it. We're the perfect church for imperfect people. (laughs) The perfect church for imperfect people. Because we're going to love the snot out of you. We don't care where you're coming from and what's, what's, what is your brokenness. Uh, we have ours. You have yours. Together we're getting better. Because God is love. God just opened a phenomenal door for Michelle and I to begin to minister to several families that are not are not church people. But they do have a love for God. And we're the first people that maybe they've ever opened their life up to. And the other day, one of the gentlemen told me, he said, Randy, I've had a spiritual awakening in my life because of how you've been sharing God with me. I mean, that was a huge statement for this man to make. But here's what he said. And the reason I'm buying into what you're telling me is because it's based in love. This, this guy does doesn't, don't even own a Bible. I don't think. I doubt if he owns a Bible. But everybody knows what love is. Or at least they think they know what it should be, right? Now, let me give you my first shot of encouragement that you can do this. So he said, okay, Randy, I'm made in his image. Okay, all right. I know the Bible says that, so I'll take that for what it says. Now, let's look at the next verse because it gets better. Then, after God hardwired them and created us just like him, then, everybody say then. Then Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Now, what do you think all of that means? I'm made just like him. He is love. And so he told me, Spread the love. <laughs> uh, that turns my paint bucket over. What does it do to yours? I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, multiply and be fruit. That means that this love thing can just grow and grow and grow. And there's no end to it. Just about the time you think it's as good as it can be, it gets even better. And you learn how, oh, God increases your capacity to love. Yes. So if you've been thinking, I tell you what, my old man's heart's about the size of a hickernut. nut. <laughs> he just can't love very much. I'm telling you, it's about all he can do to say good morning, sweetie. God can take a hickory nut. <laughs> And blow it up. That's what this says. What I just read to you is that's exactly what it means. It got you're already hardwired, the DNA is there, everything you need is there. But here's what's so freaking cool: God has blessed you. That means God has empowered you and given you a grace and ability that you didn't even know you had. This ought to be good news for somebody. I mean, we ought to all be so lovely by the last Sunday of this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. We ought to be rocking it, man. Just so lovely. Hey, that's great. But God has blessed. He didn't just say, okay, you're made like me, now go act like me. (laughs) You know. That's not what he did. Because we'd be going, oh, really? Yeah, okay, see you later, I'm good. Just go ahead and check out now and save my money. No, no, no. He gave you, if you will, if I can use a spiritual word, an anointing, or a capacity, or a power, or a grace, just choose your word, to pull this off. And not just once, and not just a little bit, I was working with this family, and, and we were talking about love. When this, when he said that, and I just I said, you know, love is sometimes hard to receive. I said, some of us have been raised, we've been raised where our daddy's never told us that he loved us. And he said, yeah, he said, that's where I was. He said, that's how I was raised. And he said, I find it very hard to tell my son, my sons, that I love them. But he said, I'm breaking that mold. And he said, it was so uncomfortable Amen. when I first started doing it. And he said, the first night I ever did it, and he's got a about a 15-year-old son or so. He said, I walked in his bedroom and called his name. And he said, I love you, son. And the boy was playing video games. He said he didn't even look up. No response, and so he... Turned around, went back, went to his chair, and he said, well, that didn't work very good. He probably thinks I'm crazy. A little while later, he walked back in there and said, uh, I love you. I love you, son. He said, the boy just looked up at him then. It's the first time, a teenage boy. So he said, I walked out, went back to my chair. And he sat there, and he said, I got a big problem. This is a lot bigger and harder than I thought. He said he walked back in again. And he said, son, I I really mean this. I love you. And he said, this is uncomfortable. But he said, we're going to keep doing this and working at this until it's comfortable. And his son just said, okay. But he said, and that's been a few months ago, and he said, now when I say to him I love him, he says, he just laughs and goes, I love you too, Dad. Amen. So if that's where you're coming, if that's where you're coming from in your approach to love. Then my heart goes out to you, but I just want to tell you there's healing. In the words of God, when you hear him speak to you, I love you. You are my son. You are my daughter. And I'm crazy about you. Today is my son's birthday. He's 39 years old. And I called him this morning. I said, son, I had no idea what joy you would Bringing into my life when I first held you the first time I had no idea what this was and all the joy and love that you've brought to me I really do love you we've had that ability to say that because I never got that much from my dad but I decided I wasn't going to go down that path just because that's the way I was raised I made a decision but forget about Randy God made a decision before time ever began that he was going to give me the ability to love. That he was going to hardwire me to love. That he was going to fix it so that when someone loves me, they can give me that love and I can receive it and feel good about it. Because see, when you can't receive love and you've been rejected, people can try to love you and you don't even believe it. I know this is really getting on your pansies right now, but I need to go there for a minute because God wants to set you free from shame and guilt and rejection and all of these things that trip us up and hold us back in life because that's the trick of the enemy. Shame, guilt, deception, rejection, all those things. None of that's from God. God is love. He's not any of those other things. But yet God can say, I love you, and you're like, yeah, but you don't know what my ugliness is. And God's like, that is why I love you. I thought about perfect people this week. <laughs> well, here's what I thought about. No, I couldn't think of any, but I thought of some that think they are. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> no. And the Lord just said to me, you know, I don't love them because they're perfect. And he said, if you were perfect, I wouldn't love you any more than I already love you. Because God's love for us is not about what we have done. It's about what he has done for us through his son. Does that make sense? That's why he can love us with all of our imperfections, with all of our failures and faults and shortcomings he sent Jesus to overcome all of that. Praise God. And I know this sounds academic, but if as long as it's academic, it'll just go in one ear and out the other. But when this becomes a revelation where God flips the light on and you go, wow, it's the first time I've really seen that, that that's when your life's going to start changing dramatically. I just want you to know that not only are you created in God's image, and likeness and he is love. He has blessed you, empowered you, enabled you to be like him. That's why he gives us the Holy Spirit, which is means another one like him. We have his spirit in us. So not only do we have the wiring, we now have the spirit behind. We now have the power. We have the ability I know this is freaking some of you plumb out because you're going, there ain't no way, Jack, I made my mind up. I will not, I cannot ever love that person. I get it. I get that. I can see how that can happen if there were no God. Yeah, but Randy, you don't know how deeply I have been hurt. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm really sorry for how deep that hurt has gone. And you know what? It would be a tragedy if there were no God. But because there is a God and because he is love, all of these pains and hurts and dysfunctions can be reconciled. Every single one of them, because nothing is too hard for God. He'll tell you that if you'll invite Him to the chair. If you will invite God to the chair and ask Him, Is my situation impossible? God will tell you, No, nothing is too hard for me. Amen. Invite Him to the chair. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. 1 through 8. Then let's see how God values love and how we should value it. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. Verse number 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Have you ever tried to hold a conversation where somebody was just beating a snot out of a cymbal in the room with you? It's difficult. It's irritating is the word that comes into my spirit. That's irritating out of me. And God says, I don't care how gifted you are. If you can talk like an angel, if you're multi-bilingual, trilingual, whatever, and you don't have love, God says, I am not impressed. You are actually an irritation to me. See, while we go through this love thing, we're going to see where our focus has been. We're going to see where our values have been. We might need to make a, a correction. Next verse. If I have the gift of prophecy, you ever heard of prophets? You ever seen a prophet? You ever know a prophet? People that foretell things to come. Quite a gift, pretty impressive. God said, if you were a prophet and if you understood all mysteries, uh, all mysteries, not just some, all of them, if you could figure out every mystery, And if you had all knowledge, think about that. By the way, I can sum up all knowledge for you in one little short sentence. Did you know that? I can take every book of knowledge that's ever been written, libraries and volumes and millions and millions of pages, I can condense it down to one little sentence. Would you like to know what that is? That encapsures all knowledge that has ever been made available by God. You want to hear it? Really? Do you want to hear it? Are you ready? Here it is. There ain't no free lunch. You'll get it down at the stop sign. But that's true. That's the sum of all knowledge. Anyway, God said if you had If you were a prophet, you could understand mysteries and explain them. If you had all knowledge and uh, though you had all faith. Wow, think about that. Think about it. Faith was not a problem in your life. You were just oozing, overflowing with faith. I mean, like everybody's calling you up going, "Man, I've got this problem. Can you believe God for me? Can you have faith for me? Like, sure, man, that's nothing. If that was you. And you had all faith so that you could remove mountains, pretty good faith. Everybody say that's good faith. good faith. You're a mountain puller, mountain mover with your faith. You're a prophet. You have all knowledge. You know all mysteries. But if you don't have love, how much are you? Thought you were a hero. God said you a zero. See, God's, he's on this love deal. Are you with me? He's all about this love thing. It, love's like one of these words that's so worn out. It's like almost a cliche. It, its But not to God. God is, and, and if that's what you believe, then he he don't really mean much to you. Are you with me? I mean, we're looking at one of the most gifted people. I don't even know if I've ever met somebody like this. I think I have. I think I know some people like that. But God said, if all of that's not operated in, saturated in, if you can't smell, if it doesn't have this aroma, this overwhelming thing of my love, if it's not permeated with my love, then it's a zero. It's nothing compared to... To love. So watch this. I'm out of time. It's a good place to stop. Watch this. If that's true. If what I just read and what we just explained and went into great detail to talk about what a gifted, talented person this is. If all of that's true. But this guy's got no love. And he's a zero. That means when you express the love of God to someone, you have far surpassed what this person is. You think you're nothing? All you got to do is love somebody. You're better than a prophet. You're better than someone who can solve mysteries and has all knowledge and can jerk mountains out of the ground by the root and throw them in the sea. Pretty impressive. Except if they don't have love, they're nothing. But if you receive what we're going to be talking about this month, this love thing, and you can just wrap your arm around somebody or get on the phone and say, man, I love you. From my heart, I love you. You have done more than the most talented man or woman on the earth who has this faith that's unbelievable and supernatural if they don't have love. We can do this, guys. When I tell you that you have God's DNA and that you've been blessed, anointed, enabled, empowered to love like Him, that's what I'm talking about. When God does that, I'm telling you, you you talk about mountains getting moved out of the way, you haven't seen anything like what we're about to see yeah. when we start loving like God yeah. as he has loved us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right. That's a good place to quit today. And I'm just on the first half of page one. So three more pages to go. Are you encouraged? Yeah. You feel like you've learned something today that this love thing is not as hard maybe as I thought it was. Amen. I want you to be encouraged. Praise God.